This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I had planned to do a different devotional video for this week when I looked at the calendar and saw an important but otherwise overlooked feast day was approaching. That feast is the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows, and that's kind of a personal one for me because that is the Marian feast day that I completed my consecration to the Blessed Virgin Mary three years ago. I'll be renewing it shortly and preparing for it by the recitation of a novena form of the devotion. If you're not familiar with this devotion, I hope I can help you with that. First, though, the feast in question is on September 15th on both the traditional and Novus Ordo calendars. That's just a few days away, and if you were to start the novena on the 6th, you'd complete it on the feast day. A link to the novena is on the sources blog in the show notes for this podcast episode. So here are the basics. Meditation on the Seven Sorrows of Our Lady is a way of sharing in the sorrows of Mary's life. There are seven sorrows that she experienced. The first is the prophecy of Simeon. The second is the flight into Egypt. The third is losing our Lord for three days when he was in the temple. The fourth is meeting Jesus on his way to Calvary. The fifth is Jesus' crucifixion and death. And sixth, being taken down from the cross. And finally, number seven is our Lord being laid in the tomb. As we pray one Our Father, seven Hail Marys, and one Glory Be for each sorrow, we contemplate the pain that she endured, and we ask her to help us understand the evils that we have done in our own lives, and to lead us to true repentance. By joining our sorrows with Mary's, she joined her sacrifices with those of her Son, we participate in the work of our redemption and that of the whole world. There are also seven graces associated with Our Lady of Sorrows. Now, in the 14th century, the Blessed Mother revealed to St. Bridget of Sweden that she would bestow seven graces on those who meditate on her sorrows regularly by praying seven Hail Marys for each sorrow. Those graces are, first, I will grant peace to their families. Second, they will be enlightened about the divine mysteries. Third, I will console them in their pains, and I will accompany them in their work. Fourth, I will give them as much as they ask for, as long as it does not oppose the adorable will of my divine Son or the sanctification of their souls. Fifth, I will defend them in their spiritual battles with the infernal enemy, and I will protect them at every instant of their lives. Sixth, I will visibly help them at the moment of their death. They will see the face of their mother. And seventh, I have obtained this grace from my divine Son, that those who propagate this devotion to my tears and dolors will be taken directly from this earthly life to eternal happiness, since all their sins will be forgiven and my son will be their eternal consolation and joy. It's pretty powerful stuff. Also something to consider is the relation this devotion should have to those who hold dear to the Fatima message, especially those of us who keep or have kept the Five First Saturdays devotion, which is devoted to doing reparation for sins against the Blessed Mother that our Lord finds particularly grievous. I've done videos on those in the past. Just search my channel and you'll find those videos on those devotions. If you're not familiar with what the reparations are for the Five First Saturdays devotions, in short, they are 
first, blasphemies against the Immaculate Conceptions. Second, against the purity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Third, against the Divine Maternity, for those who refuse to receive Our Lady as the Mother of the, of the whole human race. Fourth, those who seek publicly to implant in the hearts of children indifference, disrespect, and even contempt for the Immaculate Mother. And fifth, those who revile her directly in her sacred images. I'm sure you can see a sort of linkage between these two devotions, and given the things going on out there right now, you might see how this is especially relevant today. Now, an article from the National Catholic Register had this to say of the devotion to the Sorrowful Mother, from a doctor of the Church, St. Alphonsus Liguori. Quote, St. Alphonsus recounts the revelation made to St. Elizabeth of Hungary that after the assumption of the Blessed Virgin into heaven, St. John the Evangelist desired to see her again. The favor was granted to him. His dear mother appeared to him, and with her, Jesus Christ also appeared. The saint then heard Mary ask her son to grant some special grace to all those who are devoted to her dolors. Jesus promised her four principal ones. One, those who, before death, invoke the Divine Mother in the name of her sorrows should obtain true repentance of all their sins. Two, Jesus will protect all who have this devotion in their tribulations, and that he would protect them especially at the hour of death. Three, Jesus will impress upon their minds the remembrance of his passion, and that they should have their reward for it in heaven. Four, Jesus will commit such devout clients to the hands of Mary, with the power to dispose of them in whatever manner she might please, and to obtain for them all the graces she might desire. End quote. That article is also linked in the Sources blog if you want more information, and a link to the Sources blog is found in the description box of this podcast, right below the screen. So how do you keep this devotion? First, you'll need a seven-decade rosary that has seven beads per decade. That makes it not really decades per se, but you get my meaning. I have the outline and the prayers linked in the Sources blog as well, but it involves special prayers, the Hail Mary, and meditation on the seven sorrows. It is an enlightening devotion, as you gain insight into the life of our blessed Lord, as seen from the perspective of his mother. Consider the power of the prophecy of Simeon, as heard by Our Lady. She knew what his mission would be, for she knew her scriptures, and having Simeon warn her of the sorrows she would endure must have really been an incredibly sorrowful experience. We can only guess at the weight of the cross Our Lady bore in her life, knowing that she would witness the things she would, but also the joy that she had knowing what these sorrowful experiences would accomplish for all mankind, and in a way that is a lesson for all of us. For we all carry crosses in our lives, and our Lord told us to pick up our crosses and carry him, or carry them, rather. And if we do so, we are doing the work our Lord commanded us to do, at least part of it. It is for those reasons, and for the reasons that I've outlined here, all the graces associated with the many, many graces associated with this devotion, and for the wisdom that you get regarding our, our Lord's life and passion, that I would hope you'll consider the devotion to the seven sorrows of Our Lady. It will provide you insight into the life and sacrifice of Our Lord, and the graces that come from it are incredible. I do hope you found this fruitful. Please pray for the Church. And thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.